welcome back to the crossover across time podcast for our week 22 uh first episode of week 22 uh our monday show today's date april 1st of 2013 we're in a new month we're getting closer to the end of the season and uh getting down to the wire i am your host karsten uh, i'm not joined today by my co-host wyatt he's uh, busy with school and such at the moment but um we're going to power on with him uh, without him regardless. Uh, wish him the best as he works on his uh, schoolwork at this time. Uh, today, we'll have our normal show, you know, our game summaries and our, our notes from last weekend's action, as well as the latest news from around the league. We'll then jump into our game previews for this upcoming week. We've got a lot of great action. Um, and then we'll talk through our latest power rankings and our weekly MVP as well. So uh, we've got a great show for you today. Let's go ahead and start uh, with our first game. This is from Friday, uh, March 29th. So we're looking back a little bit. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs hosting the Los Angeles Clippers, and they win 104 to 102. Close game between two of the top teams in the Western Conference. Uh, pretty good game uh, between these two these two teams uh, for the Clippers. They were led by uh, Blake Griffin and scoring, as you'd expect, 18 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Uh, Chris Paul with another double-double, 14 points, 12 assists. Uh, strong game from him. Cron Butler added 11 points, and Willie Green had 10 points. And, of course, they also got 16 points off the bench from uh, sixth man extraordinaire Jamal Crawford. Uh, so decent all-around game for the Clippers, but not a huge uh, point score for the Clippers. Meanwhile, for the Spurs, Great two-man game between uh, Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. Uh, 34 points, 11 rebounds for Tim Duncan, uh, the future Hall of Famer. 24 points for Tony Parker, along with eight assists. And 14 points for Tiago Splitter, actually. So a nice little game for Splitter, uh, starting alongside Duncan, of course, as he has for the last little while. Um, Kawhi Leonard, only four points, six rebounds, four assists, uh, but contributing that defensive hustle that he's known for. A uh, young player with a lot of potential there. Um, and so, yeah, Parker and Duncan really powering the Spurs to a victory here. Great game for them uh, in this one overall. And, uh, you know, looking at the flow of the game, uh, it was a pretty close first half, uh, close game throughout, actually. Uh, Spurs Spurs took a lead at the end of the third. Uh, Clippers, you know, battled back, brought it close in the last, you know, few minutes, but the Spurs are still able to come out on top in this one. So that's our first game from this weekend's action. Uh, next, uh, from Saturday, this is March, uh, 30th, the Utah jazz win a great game at home against the Brooklyn nets, one sixteen to one Oh seven, uh, as the jazz, uh, climbing above, you know, 500, they're trying to solidify that position. Um, seeing if they can slip into a low playoff seed, uh, this season with their, you know, young head coach, uh, Tyrone Corbin. Uh, so that'll be, you know, that's what they're aspiring to this season uh, for the nets or actually let's look at the flow of the game first. Um, similar to that last game we talked about, you know, back and forth first half, but then the, the jazz had a really great third quarter uh, and they were able to, able to kind of steal the deal at that point um, for the nets. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez led the scoring effort for them, 27 points, seven rebounds and four blocks too. not really known as a defender. Uh, great defensive effort for him. 21 points and 11 assists for the former jazz man, Darren Williams and uh, 16 rebounds for Reggie Evans. Wow. Very impressive rebounding numbers for him. Um, and then off the bench, they had a great, you know, scoring load as well. CJ Watson, uh, the nice backup point guard had 22 points off the bench for the nets. Marshawn Brooks and Andre Blatch had 10 points each as well. 
Um, for the Jazz, though, they just had a little bit better all-around game. Randy Foy leading them in scoring 26 points, uh, 20 points each for both Al Jefferson and Mo Williams. Al Jefferson also added three steals and two blocks, uh, so showing his defensive versatility as well. Derek Favors with 13 off the bench and nine rebounds. Marvin Williams with 14 points off the bench and six rebounds. Um, Jazz on the whole, uh, actually, surprisingly, did not out-rebound the Nets, you know, thanks in part to Reggie Evans' huge rebounding game. But, um, you know, their inside presence was huge in this one as they were able to get that win against the Brooklyn Nets. So nice win for the Utah Jazz. Uh, next, we're going to Sunday. Our final three games for our five-on-five drill are coming from Sunday's action. First of which being the Chicago Bulls winning a tough home game, surprisingly, against uh, the struggling Detroit Pistons. 95 to 94, uh, the Chicago Bulls win this one. So a very close victory for them. Um, And, uh, you know, they were behind going into the fourth quarter. Close back and forth battle between these two teams and the Bulls able to come out on top. So, uh, you know, kudos to them for their effort in this one. For the Pistons, again, you know, hard fought game for them. They had a chance to win it. Greg Monroe with a solid game, 18 points, 10 rebounds, uh, two steals and two blocks, showing some versatility there. Uh, 11 points for Jose Calderon, um, 14 rebounds impressively for Andre Drummond, the young one, um, showing off his rebounding prowess. He led all rebounders in this game. Uh, And then Rodney Stuckey led the Pistons off the bench with 25 points. Uh, Great scoring night for him, 14 points as well for Charlie Villanueva. Um, but again, the Bulls were able to come out on top. Lou all dang this time. Uh, they continue to to be without Derrick Rose. Uh, they have Lou all dang in this game. 28 points leading the charge. Nine rebounds. Uh, Jimmy Butler, young one as well. 16 points. Uh, 11 points for Carlos Boozer. Uh, Kirk Heinrich starting in place of uh, Derrick Rose. But they had another great game from Nate Robinson off the bench. He could be a big piece for them, uh, especially come playoff time. He's been really productive for them at that point guard role. 16 points, three assists, and two steals for Nate Robinson off the bench. Uh, 11 points for Taj Gibson and 10 points for Daquan Cook. Uh, So again, the Bulls able to get a tough win against the Pistons. Congratulations to them. Next, uh, we're talking Spurs again, but this time it was the Spurs losing at home to the Miami Heat, 88 to 86, despite the Heat resting uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and uh, Mario Chalmers. So, uh, yeah, kind of a, you know, storyline there you know there were some comments from greg popovich about it but uh the heat is still able to come out on top chris bosh really leading the effort for them firstly for the spurs they had some balanced scoring uh Kawhi leonard tim duncan uh each had 17 points tony parker and danny green each had 12 points uh, 11 points off the bench for stephen jackson um duncan leonard and tiago splitter each had 10 or more rebounds as well. So uh, they really controlled the glass in this game compared to Miami. Uh, Spurs had 49 total rebounds. The Miami Heat had 33 total rebounds. However, the Heat still able to come out on top. Chris Bosh, we mentioned him, 23 points, nine rebounds, uh, three assists and two blocks, including a a big late score to help put them uh, ahead in this game. They had 14 points off the bench from Ray Allen. Um, 13 for Norris Cole and 12 for Mike Miller. Uh, so again, without LeBron and Dwayne Wade, uh, Bosch still able to show what he can do when he's the, the leading player, uh, on a given night. Uh, so congratulations to the heat for getting that victory. Um, and you know, again, it was a close game. Um, the Spurs got out to an early lead and going into the half, Heat had a great third quarter, 
uh, you know, Spurs retook the lead in the fourth. And then again, Chris Bosch, big plays late to help seal the victory for Miami in a very close game. Uh, and finally, the New York Knicks continuing their recent win streak. They win at home versus the Boston Celtics, 108 to 89 um, in a game that saw the Knicks really kind of run away with it. Um, close to a blood ish, uh, you know, a route, if you will. But uh, the Celtics, you know, were still competitive throughout this game uh, for those Celtics. It was Jeff Green again, leading the charge 27 points. He's he's been a very exciting player for the Celtics. And uh, it's interesting, you know, to see what he might be able to do for them going forward. Uh, Paul Pierce, of course, the the veteran, you know, getting a bit older at this point, 24 points and 15 rebounds along with five assists. So a very solid game for him all around. Uh, 10 points each for Courtney Lee and Jordan Crawford coming off the bench. Um, so again, Green and Pierce, very, you know, potent tandem. Uh, some bench scoring, but otherwise not a huge uh, wealth of scoring for the Celtics. Meanwhile, for the Knicks, um, one of the better scoring teams in the league, 24 points, 10 rebounds for Carmelo Anthony, uh, 18 points for Raymond Felton, and 10 points for Iman Shumpert. But that's just the starting lineup off the bench. Chris Copeland, of all people, actually had 22 points coming off the bench. J.R. Smith, 15 with 12 rebounds and two steals uh, doing his part. And uh, 10 points for Steve Novak, the three-point specialist. So Nick's on the tear, able to win this game as well. So, uh, you know, big win for them, big win for uh, a team really looking to make a push, see if they can jump into that top, uh, you know, top three or four spots in the Eastern Conference. Uh, They're pretty close. Actually, let's double check. They might already be there. Um, actually, no, yeah, they're second. I don't know what I'm thinking. They technically have one less win than the Pacers, but they have one less loss as well. So they're already second, you know, but they're looking to really solidify, lock in that spot. It's very close to the Pacers. Nets aren't too far behind. Um, meanwhile, the Celtics seeing if they can solidify a playoff spot uh, with their current position. So uh, that's uh, that game, and that's uh, the the. Oh, excuse me. That's our five on five drill for today. Uh, for the rest of uh, the rest of the weekend notes uh, on Friday, another Celtics note, Paul Pierce did notch a triple double in their win versus the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. So that was uh, pretty cool to see uh, Friday as well. We mentioned Reggie Evans had 16 rebounds in their loss to um, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, no, sorry. That was. Oh, you know what? He had two games of 16 rebounds. I'm getting mixed up. Uh, I apologize. You know, we talked about Saturday's game versus Jazz, but the night before, Reggie Evans also had 16 rebounds uh, in a loss to the Denver Nuggets. And then uh, similarly, Al Farouk Aminu uh, had 16 rebounds, and that was in a loss uh, at home versus the Miami Heat. Um, So great rebounding performances, especially Reggie Evans. Back-to-back nights of 16 boards. Uh, at his size, it's very impressive. So I just wanted to, you know, shout that out. Uh, Saturday, Russell Westbrook had a triple double in their win in Milwaukee against the Bucks. Uh, so you know that Thunder duo, uh, you know, was a trio before the the James Harden moved this off season. But uh, you know, Westbrook and and Durant still very potent, and they're one of the teams that'll be reckoned teams to be reckoned with uh, come playoff time. Um, also on Saturday, Dwight Howard, 15 rebounds and five blocks in a win in, uh, Sacramento against Kings. You know, there's been some, uh, you know, some notes about Dwight Howard's play with the Lakers this season, but, uh, you know, he's delivered lately and it looks like the you know Lakers are going to try and see what they can do here in the late season. Maybe they can slide into a playoff spot 
Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, finally, w- one more note from Saturday. Uh, Stephen Curry of the Warriors, 39 points in a win versus uh, Portland at home. Uh, and then also on Sunday, Kyrie Irving, in his return to action, uh, he had 31 points in his return, uh, but that was a loss in New Orleans against Hornets. So um, a couple of great scoring games from some of the you know young, exciting guards in the league. Um, and those are our six men notes for, uh, last, this last weekend's action. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our key news for this, uh, you know, the last few days. Firstly, some tough news for the Spurs as they're getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, Manu Ginobili is reportedly going to miss three to four weeks with a strained right hamstring, uh, expected to miss up to the start of the playoffs and maybe a little bit of the, those first few games, um, you know, if we know the Spurs and as good as they've looked this season, there's a good chance they can move into the second and third rounds, um, you know, second round easily, I I would say. And so there's a good chance he can be back, help contribute to that team. And, you know, they're the best team in the Western Conference this season, just barely ahead of the Thunder. Um, they're going to be vying for the finals, you know, and that would be interesting to see. You know, it's been a little while. Of course, we think of the Spurs dynasty but really since 2007. Uh, they've been, I wouldn't say mired, but they've had some, you know, playoff fallings or failings. So, um, you know, to see them back in the finals, that'd be an interesting, uh, that'd be a treat. So we'll have to see what they're able to do in the postseason. You know, Manu's going to be a big factor that either way. Uh, so something to keep in mind. Um, for the Miami Heat, the top team in the in the East, some interesting notes. Uh, you know, Danny Ainge had some recent comments. Uh, of course, the general manager with the Boston Celtics uh, had some comments about uh LeBron James uh, and, you know, some Miami Heat stuff in specific, it really didn't seem ultra um, unfair or derogatory towards the Heat in in a major way. Uh, It seemed a little bit innocuous, but Pat Riley uh, on Friday, this was one of the later notes. We kind of missed it. Um, He had um, he fired back with with not just a, you know, offhand comment to a reporter. He made an official Miami Heat team statement. And um, really just bizarre to to do this, you know, especially Pat Riley seems a little bit more, you know, calm, cool, collected. Um, but he f- issued an official statement in which he said uh, many things. One of them, the main thing being Danny Ainge needs to shut the bleep up and manage his own team. Um, he was the biggest whiner going when he was playing. And I know that because I coached against him. Um and I, there might have been a little bit more, but that that's kind of the crux of the whole statement. And it's just surprising because, again, the the initial statement really didn't seem it seemed kind of innocuous. And then Pat Riley just enraged with that, you know, and so um, kind of an interesting one, you know, somewhat funny, you know, but um, we got to note it, you know, GMs going back and forth, but also two of the best GMs in the league. Um, uh, you know, of course, of course, Danny Ainge, some of the moves he's pulled off in recent years, but Pat Riley has, you know, almost one upped him with what he's done in Miami in the recent years as well. So, um, yeah, interesting note. Um, let's go and move on. Let's go to, uh, the Lakers. We've got a couple things. Firstly, Kobe Bryant, um, some good news. He passed Wilt Chamberlain for fourth place on the all-time career scoring list during their win on Saturday. Uh, in Sacramento against the Kings. So congratulations to uh, Kobe Bryant. He sits behind uh, Michael Jordan in third, Carl Malone in second, and then, uh, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in first. Um, you know, I'll be hard-pressed to see anyone 
pass that record. I don't know if that, you know, closest guy, I guess you could say would be LeBron, but that's going to be, you know, that's going to take a lot of sustained play, um, you know, not missing time with injury. If he breaks that record, that'll be, you know, phenomenal, but it'll, we'll be surprised if that happens. But again, Kobe Bryant, great, great accomplishment passing a, you know, former Laker grade, of course, along with his, uh, years with the the Sixers and his early years with the Warriors. Um, so that's some good news. Um, and then some updates as far as uh, off season. There's been some uh, you know some mumblings, some rumors, and uh, you know comments uh, on his own behalf as far as what his plans are following this season. You know maybe contemplating retirement. Uh, he kind of made a statement. He plans on making a definitive decision on that matter in the off season. He doesn't want that to really, you know, impact their last few weeks of the season here. Um, so, you know, it kind of goes both ways, I guess, as far as, okay, he'd like to talk about it in the off season, but now that decision kind of sparks a whole new rumor mill of, okay, why does he want to wait to the off season? Um, you know, what does that mean? So it kind of is a net neutral, I guess, as far as really quelling the conversation, but it's something he talked about. So, um, um, we already noted, of course, Kyrie Irving making his return. Uh, some injury news for the Hawks. Uh, Zaza Pachulia uh, will undergo season-ending surgery on a sore right Achilles he's been dealing with, so that'll be tough for them. Uh, you know, decent rotation piece for them uh, behind, you know, Horford and that front line. So, um, you know, wishing him the best as he uh, works to recover from that injury. Finally, we have our... Uh, monthly awards along with last week's uh, players of the week. So firstly, uh, NBA announced the players of the week for this past week uh, are J.R. Smith and Al Jefferson from the East and the West respectively. So congratulations to both of them. Um, Excuse me. Of course, J.R. Smith of the New York Knicks, Al Jefferson of the Utah Jazz. Uh, So me as a Jazz fan, I'm excited to see that big Al getting that uh, recognition had a good week. Uh, And then now our monthly awards. Firstly, uh, Eric Spolster of the Miami Heat and George Carl of the Denver Nuggets have been named Coaches of the Month in East and West, respectively. Congratulations to both of them. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas and Damian Lillard have been named Rookies of the Month in the East and West, respectively, as well. And finally, LeBron James and Kevin Durant have been named Players of the Month in the East and West, respectively. Uh, so congratulations to all six of those individuals, along with the two Players of the Week uh, players that have been honored. Um yeah, you know, Heat, of course, that's an obvious one, but the Nuggets have had an under-the-radar great season. Um, Lillard, you know, a, a strong case for Rookie of the Year. Valanciunas has been solid as well. And then, of course, LeBron and Durant, you know, two of the best in the league right now. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, certainly well-deserved on that part. Uh, let's jump to our game previews for this week. Uh, all the times you'll get for these games are in Eastern Standard Time. Firstly, on Tuesday, we have three games total, two of those being a TNT doubleheader. Firstly, at 8 o'clock, the uh, New York Knicks on their recent win streak will go to Miami against the Heat and put that to the test. So that'll be a great one to watch out for. And then at 1030, the Los Angeles Lakers play host to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks struggling a bit this season, but Dirk is always, you know, a player to watch out for. Uh can the Lakers hold them off and continue to strengthen their case uh, for a playoff hopeful, you know, an eight seed playoff hopeful. So that'll be something to watch out for there. A couple of great games on TNT. Then on Wednesday, 12 games total. Uh, two of those are national broadcasts. Firstly on ESPN at seven o'clock, uh, the Atlanta Hawks host the New York Knicks. So we've got back-to-back Knicks games. Um, 
from the Hawks standpoint, you know, they're a team that's uh, been somewhat all right this season. You know, they're in the, uh, they're in the playoff mix fairly solidly. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what they can do against a, a Knicks team. And then on NBA TV at 10 o'clock, the Portland Trailblazers are hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, of course, Memphis, one of the best teams in the West uh, all season. And the Trailblazers um, kind of, you know, on the, the other end, they're not a terrible team, but they've been lackluster. Um, but we mentioned Lillard, a great rookie talent. Um, he's going to be a great one to watch out for in that game uh, versus Memphis. If you want to have a couple other games to consider that could be interesting. Firstly, on league pass at seven o'clock, the Toronto Raptors are hosting the Washington Wizards. Those two teams currently tied in the standings, uh, 27 and 46. Um, both of them are at that same record. The Wizards just this past weekend um, managed to get the advantage in the season series. So they have the tiebreaker. Um, so if the Raptors can win again, then that will really uh, elevate them in their positioning as they try and make their own, you know, playoff type push here. So that'll be a great one. And also at league pass on league pass at nine o'clock, uh, the Utah jazz hosting the Denver nuggets. Great, uh, you know, Northwest division matchup, um, some playoff, you know, intrigue there as well. The nuggets, of course, in the third spot right now, jazz clinging on to an eighth spot tied with the Lakers. Um, jazz hold the tiebreaker there, but um, see what the jazz can do to try and solidify that position as well. So that'll be a great one to watch out for Thursday. Uh, we have three games total, two of those being a TNT doubleheader. Firstly at seven o'clock, the uh, Chicago bulls go uh, travel to Brooklyn to face off against the nets. Um, and then at nine 30, the Oklahoma city thunder host the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the second one, of course, a fantastic one to watch out for the two top teams in the Western conference. That's going to be a great game regardless. Um, but bulls nets should be interesting too. You know, bulls continuing to see what they can do without Derek Rose uh, nets, seeing what they can do in their first full season in uh, their first season in Brooklyn, of course. Uh, so that should be a great one. And then finally on Friday, we have 12 games total. Two of those being an ESPN doubleheader at eight o'clock, the Oklahoma city thunder traveled Indiana to face off against the Pacers. And then at 10 30, the Los Angeles Lakers host the Memphis Grizzlies uh, thunder Pacers. We've already talked about the thunder being a top team, but the Pacers have, you know, as much as we talked about the Knicks, the Pacers had an equally great week. They're pretty close with the Knicks. As far as that second spot in the East, um, Paul George has really been impressive all season as one of the rising talents in the NBA. Um, seeing what he can do playing that small forward spot against a, a Durant a size advantage there. That should be intriguing. Um, so that one, that's one to watch out for. And then Grizzlies Lakers, you know, Grizzlies again, we already talked about a top team in the West. See what a team like the Lakers can do against them. Similar to that Nuggets jazz matchup. Uh, Grizzlies and Lakers should be intriguing on that front. But um, those are the games this weekend. If I'm picking one that I'm most intrigued by, you know, it'd be easy to say Nuggets jazz because I'm a jazz fan. But outside of that, um, you know, Knicks heat, I think that could be interesting, you know, and it's a renewal of a rivalry, you know, in the 90s, they had a bit of a rivalry there. So um, there's some intrigue there. And even um, on that Knicks team, there's one or two guys that were somewhat involved in that rivalry. Uh, you know, Marcus Camby and whatnot. So that'll be a great one to watch out for. Um, but a great week of basketball nonetheless coming up. So that'll be an interesting watch out for. With that, let's go ahead and jump into our power rankings. Um, 
again, if you're new, basically the way I do my power rankings is a little bit different from what Wyatt does. Uh, unfortunately, Wyatt didn't have a chance to do his power rankings for this week. But, um, you know, I tend to take what they've done all season as one of the big factors. And then, you know, their recent play in recent weeks, and especially this last week as a main determinant for teams moving up or down. I don't do a lot of, you know, I think this team will do this certain way going forward and elevating or, or lowering a team based on that expectation. Um, but both viewpoints are valid. You know, I think it's just as far as how you want to do your own power rankings. So um, with that being said, let's go and jump into my power rankings. And there's not a ton of change to talk about. Uh, you know, one you could really argue is Knicks and Pacers. Uh, I have them staying seven and eight, despite both going undefeated in the last week. Clippers went one and three. They only fell one spot. They're still above the Knicks and the Pacers. Um, and part of that is overall record. Clippers are still better, but, um, you know, all season, Clippers have been a little bit more solid. The Knicks and the Pacers kind of coming on as of late. Um, both teams have had their inconsistencies. They're, you know, kind of teams figuring it out. So uh, that would be my justification for that. Uh, Clippers following one spot, the Grizzlies taking their spot. Uh, they only went two and two, but again, Grizzlies just a little bit more solid, a little bit underappreciated, I think, this season. Uh, my top four stays the same, you know, Heat, Spurs, Thunder, Nuggets. Uh, not too much to talk about there. Rounding up my top 10, uh, Warriors at nine, Nets at 10, those two swapping places as well. Warriors a little bit better week than the Nets this past week. Um, outside of that, you know, Bulls and Rockets swap places uh, in, you know, the, the top 15-ish. Jazz jump up three spots while the Bucks fall two spots. Lakers fall one spot as well. Um, so that's kind of the movement in that little mid group there. Jazz went 4-0 and last week. Great week. Um Wizards and Raptors swap spots, especially with them, you know, playing each other and Wizards taking the um, tiebreaker there. And then Kings and Timberwolves swap spots just below them as well. Um, Kings slightly better week. And then, uh, you know, your bottom group stays kind of the same. Bobcats uh, at the bottom of the pack, then the Magic above them, then the Cavs, then the Suns. Um, you know, not a ton of wins to come by for that group, unfortunately. So, not too much to talk about here with the power rankings other than, you know, again, Knicks really making a push. When you look at their roster, they've got some talent that, um, you know, both young and old, uh, an interesting mix of players. So it'll, it's a team to watch out for. They've had a great run. Um, Pacers, interestingly enough, right along with them. You know, and that's something that'll be interesting to watch over the next few seasons. You know, maybe these are two teams that will get back to the top of the East and it'll be like the nineties again, you know, Knicks and Pacers and heat and um, those teams all kind of having rivalries with each other. So that'll be a great one to watch out for. Um, and then outside of that, you know um, I'm happy for the jazz, of course, jumping up. Uh, they've got some talent that could be intriguing, could be an interesting mix, um, but we'll see what we'll see what happens with them uh, going forward. But that's really all I have to say about our power rankings. Um, with that, let's go ahead and shift gears and go into our weekly MVP discussion. Um, again, if you're new to the show, basically we pick 10 players who had, you know, some of the best weeks this past week. Um, and <clears throat> we decide who is the MVP for that given week. Um, of course, individual stats are great to see, but we like to also see, um, <clears throat> you know, winning records. That's a big thing. If you don't, even if you just had a 500 record that week, we really don't like to consider you for a weekly MVP. Um, 
in our view, our weekly MVP has to be affecting winning basketball along with impressive statistical performances. Um, you know, plus minus great efficiency. Those are things we also like to see. Um, so that being said, let's go ahead and talk about our candidates. Our candidates this week are LeBron James of the Miami Heat, J.R. Smith of the New York Knicks, Dirk Nowitzki of the Dallas Mavericks, Kevin Durant of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Luol Dang of the Chicago Bulls, Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors, Carmelo Anthony of the New York Knicks, uh, Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs, DeMarcus Cousins of the Sacramento Kings, and Roy Hibbert of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, those are your top 10 candidates. We had a couple that were kind of on the you know fringe of maybe being named, but these guys we felt had kind of the best weeks uh, of those players. Um, and, you know, some, some great scoring weeks, you know, uh, LeBron, Smith, Dirk, and Durant all above 28 points per game. Uh, so very, very solid scoring weeks. Um, all of them with pretty good percentages all around. Um, so those are close, you know, uh, Tim Duncan, DeMarcus cousins, Roy Hibbert, all with the double doubles average, um, percentages, not as great as we've seen from, from some other players, you know, as far as standouts, um, J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony stand out because of their team records um, and Roy Hibbert to an extent, too. Um, all of these players were two and one, two wins, one loss on the on the week, except for Smith and Anthony. Both of them were four and zero with the Knicks great week. And Roy Hibbert was four and zero with the Pacers going four and zero that se- that week as well. So, um, you know, Smith and Carmelo Anthony stand out. Um, Carmelo Anthony had 27 points per game, nine rebounds. Um Outside of those two stats, you know, he did have uh, nearly two steals a game, so that was good. His percentages were a little bit rough, though. Uh, under 40% from the floor, under 30% from three. Um, good free throw percentage, but um, overall, you know, outside the scoring and the rebounding, uh, just a little bit lackluster overall compared to some of these other players. You know, still a great week for Mello. Great week for that team to get some victories. Um, they continue to impress. And, you know, J.R. Smith... Sort of similar. I mean, just a lot of scoring, some good rebounding, um, <clears throat> a little bit of steals. His percentages were better than Carmelo Anthony's. But, um, you know, overall, you're looking for overall impact. And it's probably at that point going to be more of a two-horse race, I would say, you know, between Durant and LeBron. And again, they were the players of the week. I think that's fair. Um, LeBron continuing to be stellar, you know, MVP front runner for the season. Uh, nearly 31 points a game this week. Uh, nearly seven rebounds, nearly seven assists. Uh, turnovers is a little bit higher, three, 3.3 turnovers, but uh, nearly two steals and one and a half blocks. So the defensive impact, his percentages were great too. 62% from the floor, 60% from three, only 65% from the free throw line, but still great all round, you know, and Durant not too far behind. Uh, about 29 points a game, seven rebounds, nearly five assists. Um, so fairly close with LeBron there. The defensive numbers aren't the same. I mean, the blocks are about the same, but the steals a lot less. But the percentages are pretty close, and especially the free throw percentage is much higher. So it's a close one, you know, and both teams have the same records over that span. Um, but, you know, I think I got to give the edge to LeBron here. I mean, when, you, when LeBron is shooting um, about 6% better from the floor, 3% better from three than a Kevin Durant, who's one of the best, you know, pure scorers in the league right now. Um, 
that's incredible. Plus, he has the the defensive edge, a little bit of playmaking edge, the scoring edge all around. Plus, minus is better. Um, about the same minutes per game. You know, that's that's close. And again, all these guys had great weeks. Uh, shout out to them. You know, great weeks overall. Um, but I think for this week, week twenty two, we've got to give it to um LeBron James. Um, so congratulations, LeBron. We're gonna go ahead and lock that in. You are week twenty two. MVP. So uh, congratulations. Great job all around this week. Um, And again, kudos to all these players. They had great weeks uh, overall. Um, Real quick before we wrap up, uh, I did misspeak at the beginning. This is our week 23 show. Uh, Apologies for that. So week 23 going forward here. Um, But uh, otherwise, that takes care of our show as a whole, I believe. So uh, let's go and wrap things up with our This Day in History fact. Uh, so again, today's date, April 1st of, uh, we're going back to 1973. So we're going back, uh, 40 years at this point. Um, so April 1st, of 1973, Boston's John Havlicek connected on 24 field goals, an NBA playoff record. He shares with Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan as Celtics defeated Atlanta in Boston, 134 to 109 in game one of the Eastern conference semifinals, Havlicek finished the game with 54 points overall. Um, and you know, great one to shout out because people forget how great of a player John Havlicek was. He gets kind of lost in the mix of Celtics greatness. He's bookended by Bill Russell, who he played much of his career with and Larry bird who came, you know, just a few years after he retired. And those are two all-time great players, regardless of franchise era. Those are two of the best ever. And Havlicek is just a step back, but he's one of the best 10, five or 10 players of the seventies. He's the leading scorer in the Celtics franchise history. He's an all-time great in his own right. And so any chance we can get to, to shout out Hondo there, uh, we really appreciate being able to do that. So, so that's our, this day in history fact, and that takes care of the rest of our show for you. Uh, we want to thank you again for listening to the show. Um, if you want to follow our uh, our Facebook account, we'd really appreciate that. Um, you know, shout out MySpace. That's kind of dying out at this point. Um, haven't hasn't really gotten much traction. Uh, I guess we could do Twitter. You know, that's kind of up and coming. But um, otherwise, uh, on tomorrow's show, we'll continue uh, our normal programming, do our awards chases uh, conversation. You know, MVP, kind of the same note. You know, LeBron a front runner, but you know, Durant's kind of in the mix. Um, there's some intrigue there. Rookie of the year, Lillard is kind of in that mix too. So um, we have some you know notes to talk about there. But otherwise, uh, that takes care of our show for today. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.